Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the fans phoning live. Apologies if there were some sound issues there in the introduction. A little bit of interference was coming through on my headphones anyway. I don't know if that reached you guys, so apologies if it did. But welcome back to the show. It's the fans phoning. Uh, we haven't done one for a couple of weeks now. Unfortunately, I've been so, so busy, um, which is not you guys' fault. It's my fault, obviously. Um, so apologies for that. But we are back now. And as always, we'll be taking your calls for the next hour or so. The winner uh, uh, of the best call. So that's for you guys to vote in the comments. Uh, the winner will receive a Chronicles AFC t-shirt, as you may have seen me wearing in some of the recent videos. Now, since the last show, lots to talk about. Uh, Arsenal have been to Old Trafford, come away with a 1-1 draw. Granite Xhaka has been named the club captain. Kieran Tierney's returned. Hector Bellerin has returned, as has Rob Holding. Questions are starting to be asked of Unai Emery. So lots and lots to discuss on this week's edition. Uh, so thank you all once again for tuning in. Lots of fantastic callers lined up. And as I said, we'll be trying to get through as many of those as we possibly can within the next hour or so. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to start off uh, by telling you guys how you can get in touch. If you haven't already signed up, all you need to do is tweet us at Chronicles underscore AFC. Uh, you need to DM us with your name and number. We're not going to ask you to put your name and number, obviously, on Twitter. But if you DM us, it's perfectly confidential. We'll pick up the details from there and we'll be dialing through as many of those calls as we can within the hour. That's the plan anyway. Uh, so we'll be getting through to you guys, hearing what you guys have to say. Please, if you're watching us live, a uh, big hello. Uh, please don't forget to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button too. Um, we are very close to 3,000 followers on Twitter, which is amazing. So if you don't already, please follow the Chronicles underscore AFC account. Uh, that way you can keep up to date with the latest shows, what's going on. Uh, and we're trying to bring you more and more content as we go along. So, uh, yeah. Draw at Old Trafford. My review is on the channel now. If you're listening via the audio, you can find it on there too. Uh, and on the review show, I was joined by former Arsenal striker Jeremy Aliadier. So it's an interesting listen. It's not just my thoughts at uh, this time. Jeremy Aliadier contributes brilliantly. Um, fantastic guest, as he always is. Uh, and he pulls no punches when it comes to Arsenal. He, he tells... Uh, it how it is. There's no sitting on the fence. And, and that's what I like about Jeremy. He's a fantastic uh, guy. He was a good player in his day. And, and he's got some great stories to tell about the Arsenal as well. So please uh, do check that out. And again, of course, give it a like, uh, give it a share and uh, get that out to as many people as possible. We're going to dial up our first caller of the evening. Here we go. course there would be a delay on the first one here we go Doesn't look like we're getting an answer. We'll give him another try in just a second. Guys, if you have signed up to come on the show tonight, when we dial you, it will be from a private number. So if you've seen a private number call you, it's us. Uh, please, please do pick up the phone. And equally, if you've got a phone set uh, to a setting that doesn't allow private number calls to go through, you need to take that off as well. Otherwise, we won't be able to get through to you. If you're contacting us from abroad, 
then uh, you can send us a Skype address and we can contact you that way. Uh, let's go to the comments before we go back to the phone lines just quickly. Uh, big hello to all of you in there now. Um, Archie says, Bella and Tierney to start tomorrow. Watch the nice football we play. Uh, Adam says, Harry, my G. He says, I hate people giving time. Emery is finished. Uh, let's sack him, get Jose or Allegri. We'll be touching on that later on. See what people think. Uh, Winston says, good evening, Harry. Uh, Matt says, worst Man United side of all time. I still can't beat them at Old Trafford. Let's go back to the line to see if we can get through uh, to our first corner now. Billy, can't take your call right now. No, we're not getting through. We're not getting through. Let's move on. Uh, unfortunately, guys, if we can't get through to you, we're going to have to move on. Uh, we've got lots of calls to get through, and we want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to have their say. Let's move on. Hello. Good evening, mate. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. Introduce yourself and where we're we talking to you from. It's Albert, mate, from Romford. How's things like? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Welcome back to the show, mate. Pleasure to talk yeah, to you good. again. How are you? Yeah, good to speak to you. I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm not really sure after that performance on um, on Monday now. I'm just, I'm just frustrated watching that. God, man. Um, when I saw the lineup, the first word that came into my mind was predictable, um, particularly looking in, looking at the midfield three. Um, yeah. I was happy that Chambers started because um, he's, to be honest, it's been a bit. He's been a bit unlucky since he debuted at since he um, started at Newcastle, and obviously hasn't played really since then that much. Um, really happy Saka started. Um, obviously, was worried when I saw the lineup and thought again, um, how are we going to link the midfield to attack? Um, the transition again, I think is my favourite word, Harry, <laughs> with Arsenal. Um, slow, uh, ponderous. Um, no creativity, um, and we're not great to watch, to be honest. I mean, I think the only game for me this season that we've actually played well for a sustained period was um, the Carabao Cup game against Nottingham Forest, because I look at the first sort of league game we played this season, and we, yeah, it's just our, our, our style of play. Um, it's, I hate to say the word, but it's a bit boring to watch. Harry, is that too harsh? Um, no, I think you're absolutely right, mate. It is boring <laughs> to watch a lot of the time. It really is. And, you know, from my perspective, if I saw Arsenal be that little bit more pragmatic, because, you know, we all wanted that when Arsene Wenger left. We all wanted yeah. to see a side that could defend. We wanted to see a side that were hard to beat. And I'm okay with that if you're actually hard to beat and you can actually defend. But it seems yeah. to me like we're playing boring football and we still can't defend. So, uh, you know, we've sacrificed our style, but what's been the reward for that? Absolutely nothing, in my opinion. Exactly. And the thing is, I don't know, Harry, I've got a good memory, but maybe you can help me out, but I can't remember an Arsenal game really, um, home or away, where we started on the front foot, whether it be the first 45, a 60-minute performance, 70-minute performance, um, the other night on Monday, like for me personally, um, it'd be not interesting to see what the other Arsenal fans think, but that to me, that was a missed opportunity. And I saw that two points dropped. And no, with the greatest respect to Scott McTominay, we made him look like Javier Zanetti. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I, 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 yeah, I just, and the Torreira thing just baffles me, man. Emery just, the guy testing a lot of people's patience, man, because I look at Lucas Torreira, I mean, I don't follow Italian football like I used to, but, I watched the World Cup and 
Torreira's performance against, I think it was Portugal in the last 16, Harry was outstanding in that DM position, breaking up play, you know, quite progressive, passing the ball forward. And I see what Emery's trying to do with him. I just, I, I just, it, it, it baffles me. Um, I, I don't know what, what, what you're doing. I mean, the thing is, we haven't got no, for me in our midfield, we lack discipline um, in terms of protecting our back four. I mean, for example, I look at someone like Callum Chambers. Yes, I know he went on loan to Fulham last season. And yes, he's doing a good job at right back, but he actually picked up their player of the season playing in the position that what Torreira was supposed to be doing and what we bought him for. So it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know what you think about that, really. I think what I find frustrating is that when I looked at that midfield, and he, he picked that midfield, didn't he, against Spurs in the first half. Exactly. Yep. Um, and it obviously it didn't, didn't work. work. Uh, sure. You know, you're playing with three forwards. You're hoping to get service into them. But, you know, with those three in the middle of the park, you're going to be very, you know, hard to come by those kind of defence splitting passes. You're not going to find anyone in that midfield who will get in between the lines and make those spaces, play those balls like Mesut Ozil would, for example. Yeah. So to play that that trio would suggest that Emery's being a little bit more cautious. But then he picks them. And then he's got Lucas Torreira pressing the opposition centre-backs. He's got Genduzzi, who, you know, he's, he's shown some some incredible balls in recent weeks. But yeah. ultimately, he's got to be a bit more disciplined in his press because if you're pressing high up the pitch, there are certain areas in which you should press and certain areas where you've got to just say, let the opponent have the ball. Because if you don't and you do press too far up the pitch and you get caught out, then all of a sudden you have no midfield. They've completely bypassed it. And that is happening time and time again to this Arsenal team. And I don't understand why Torreira has been asked to push further forward. I know Torreira has spoken in the past about the fact that he wants to be the man to do that. That's yeah. not his decision though, is it? Ultimately, the manager has to pick the team that is best equipped to win games. And I'm not sure that he even knows what he wants to do. No, I'm with you. Because the thing is as well, Harry, I don't know what it is with Arsenal. We're, we're crazy. Like, it happened, it's happened in quite a few games this season, but obviously on Monday where we have a corner and the opposition almost scores against us. It, it, I, 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 don't know, I, I don't know what's happening in terms of dis discipline or who's meant to be protecting the back four when, you know, we, we shouldn't be vulnerable from our own attacks. And as for Nicolas Pepe, I think the only thing... In, in, in a slight defence, I don't know what. It'd be interested to see what Arsenal fans say, but I don't care how good a, I don't care how good a, you are as a player or how talented you are. When you don't get a pre-season into you, um, you are going to struggle to pick up the pace. And on top of that, you counter the fact that you come into a, a new league and time to settle in. So I think that possibly might be the reason why he's not. He shows flashes, but he's not lit up the Premier League so far. And that might be. A reason for to know what you want to think about that. I'm a little bit. My feelings on Nicola Pepe at the moment are a little bit mixed because yeah. I, I totally get where where you're coming from in regards to the preseason thing. I think that cannot be helpful in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know that's really really difficult. It's a real problem. But what I will say is this: I think that you still would expect to see flashes of brilliance. And aside from beating a couple of men at Anfield, I haven't yeah. really seen that. Now, is it a lack of confidence? Because there's been times where he's got the ball in a wide area and I've been screaming at him to take on the man and he doesn't do it. And that suggests... Is he that type of player? 
Well, th- that's what we thought we were getting. We thought we were getting yeah, a yeah. pacey winger who would beat people, pull balls back, you know, get on the score sheet. Um, you know, a lot of people were blinded by stats last season out in France. First of, of all, it's Ligue 1. It's very different. And second of all, a lot of his goals were penalties. I think 11 or so of them were from the spot. 10, 11, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. you know, that is, you know, unless he's going to come in and be the penalty taker, then that's going to be significantly different this season. I just want to see a little bit more from Nicola Pepe. I'm not going to stand here and go, you know, get him out. It was a waste of money because it is early no, days. No, no. Yeah. But I just want to see think, that a little bit more. Yeah. I think Christmas time, we should, I say, have a better idea of how he's going to sort of progress. But yeah, Emery for me is just, I, I'm not sure. Oh, not, I don't know if I'm not sure. I just, I, I'm not sure if I trust him to pick the right team. I mean, if you to ask me who's he going to pick, not on Thursday night necessarily. I'd say probably the game against Bournemouth for Sunday, which I'm going to. Um, I haven't got a clue who's going to pick Harry. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. What formation, personnel. Um, Willock started the season brilliant. I'm a big fan of his. And he's, he's, he hasn't played, he played against Liverpool away. And then they didn't play against Tottenham. And I just thought, well, if he's good enough to play against Liverpool away, the European champions, how can he not feature against home game against Spurs? And then. Absolutely. But, but the thing is, Harry, I wasn't surprised by the lineup I saw on Monday night. I wasn't. And I don't say that in a comprehensive way about Emery. Because we knew the initial three what it was going to be. Um, I had a feeling Willock also biased Willock play, didn't play. Ozil wasn't even in the squad. And I'm not his biggest fan anyway. But even Pogba played on one leg the other day. because, But he plays because he's got that, that quality where he can play that, has that pass to unlock the defence. That could be that one bit of magic. And we never had that on Monday yeah. um, and obviously Sabas is on the bench um, it got a bit better when he came on but I think what summed up Arsenal's performance for me Harry was um, when we got the free kick in the last minute to get I think you know just get a quality ball in the box just it was poor just wasn't one. it <laughs> yeah and it, went, and it didn't get up after the first man I thought you know what that to me just summed it up yeah absolutely mate just before I let you go uh, one question uh, yeah. yes or no answer um, I'm going to be doing this to everyone tonight did Jack <laughs> duck out of the way of McTominay's shot? Yes or no? I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, but no. No. No, good. I'm not having that. I'm I, not having that. I'm on the same page as you, mate. I'm on the same yeah. page. But we're going to see throughout the night how that goes. Uh, we're going to ask everyone. Thank you very much, mate, for taking yeah, no the problem, time to mate. talk to us. And we'll speak soon. Yeah, of course. Speak soon, mate. Take care, mate. All the best. That was Albert. Fantastic caller. Don't forget, guys. After the show, at the end of the show, I want you to vote for your favourite caller. That caller will be winning a Chronicles AFC t-shirt, which we'll be sending over to them in the post. Um, going to keep you posted with the Champions League scores tonight too, uh, because there is Champions League action going on at the minute. Let's jump over uh, to live score for a second. We can have a quick look. Uh, Liverpool leading Salzburg already. Uh, that lasted long. Sadio Mane with the goal there. Uh Barcelona nil into one. Lautaro Martinez uh, has got uh, Inter in front there. So some interesting scores coming through from the Champions League at the moment. Let's move on to our next caller and then we'll be taking some of your uh, comments and questions in the live chat. Um, Let me know what you think about the game up at Old Trafford. Uh, Let us know what you think about the decision uh, of Unai Emery to name Granit Xhaka as captain and... Did Jack a duck or did he not? I don't think he did, but lots of people do. So let's discuss that too. Let's get on to the next call. Hello. 
Good evening, mate. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Hi, mate. My name's Sam. I'm from Colchester. How you doing, Sam? Welcome back, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How you been? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Keeping busy. Keeping busy. I'm on the wine tonight. Trying to... Oh, very, very fancy, mate. That's it. Had a nice steak as well. I can't complain. (laughs) What a night. Yeah, lovely. What a night. What a night. What what do you want to say on the Arsenal, mate? What do you think of the game up at Old Trafford? What do you think about Granite Xhaka being named as the captain? And I'm going to ask you later on uh, whether you think he ducked out of the way of the shot or not. uh, Because that has Ah, been a a wild debate. Um, okay. But first of all, your thoughts on the game up at Old Trafford? Um, I mean, I think it's safe to say I think the poor standard of both teams was there for all to see. It wasn't a spectacle. Um, it's been like, it's been what the game has been at Old Trafford for the last couple of years. Been uh, Man United fans play down their team quite a lot from, well, at least in my friend group. And then uh, all the pressure goes on Arsenal going to do this, Arsenal going to do that. And then I'd just say, you know, we never do well at Old Trafford. Just look at our record. Don't get expectations too high. We will bottle it. And what happened, of course, go on the counter and didn't look like scoring up until that Aubameyang goal. And then all of a sudden we sparked into life a bit. So it's just a bit disappointing. Again, it just felt like we should have gone at United, whereas in fact we just seemed to clothe ourselves again. Yeah, I agree with you. It felt like if ever there was a time to go to Old Trafford and take the game to them, this was it. And Mm. a team who are quite clearly lacking confidence, I'm not saying that we're, you know, bouncing at the moment, but in terms of where Manchester United are, I think they're in a far worse place than us. I think they've got a far worse manager than us. And I might not be Unai Emery's biggest fan, but I do acknowledge that he's a far better manager than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So, it felt like this was the opportunity to go there, really take the game to Man United, um, you know, and put them to the sword. And if we did get that early goal, and if we did put them under immense pressure, the crowd would have turned on them, as I'm sure, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, m- many people will agree. And that, and that would have been really difficult for United. But it felt like we were so, what's the word? I guess it's soft. Cagey. Yeah, cagey. That's the right it's word. Cagey. It's just like, I, I mean, I don't know. Our best players seem to be the young players. Fort Saka was outstanding. And I was against Ashley Young, who we all know is not only a bit past his best, but not a fullback. But the fact he took the stage and took the game by the scruff of the neck, really, if we were going to get a goal, it was fire Saka. Uh, I thought Callum Chambers was excellent again. Every single time he's played this season, he's been one of our best players. Again, out of position, I think he's a centre-back, but played superbly considering he got booked early on as well. Daniel Jones is a very good player. Uh, and actually, you know, Socrates, Louise, Xhaka, they actually played all right. Can't really, you know, everyone loves to blame them, but it won't be mentioned that actually they're very solid games. Don't remember Rashford doing anything in particular. Popper was marshaled out of the game by Torreira, who I thought was important back in the team. Um, but then, of course, we needed a goal, so it made sense to come off. Uh, and then I've, I'm worried about Pepe at the moment, but I think he does get hampered by the fact we played three defensive kind of midfielders. I do think that he would benefit from... Uh, confident Mesut Ozil back in the squad but I don't know that's, that's a whole other debate really what, what, what's your thoughts on that because I think that the way Mesut Ozil's been treated is a bit of a disgrace if I'm honest because 
you know, people will argue that Mesut Ozil doesn't work hard enough, which is nonsense. Mm-hmm. When you look at the statistics, he covers as much ground, if not more, than most of the other players. Yeah. So yeah. that you can park that to the side for a minute. People talk about him maybe not contributing enough. And I get all of that. And I totally acknowledge that Mesut Ozil hasn't always been at the at his top level for Arsenal. And there's been periods where he's been yeah. very good. There's been periods where he's been very bad. But yeah. you cannot tell me, surely that Mesut Ozil is not at least good enough to have a place in the squad. You cannot tell me that. that point. You yeah. know, and that, that's my issue with it. Yeah, that's the, that's the point. I, it, it will baffle me if any Arsenal fan thinks that we aren't uh, a more threatening squad, a more likely to win any sort of football match squad with Ozil involved. Even if you... Uh, I, I like our youngsters... The like, I think Willock's been superb this season. Love Reese Nelson, like him getting involved. Like what I've seen from Martinelli. But the fact is, is that just for now, you can't tell me that you'd get rid of one of them each week to have Ozil there instead. Just that guile that, you know, that sh- you look at that chance for Nelson at the end and nine, Jeff, he scuffs it on his left foot. You don't tell me if that's Ozil who got a better chance of that going into the bottom corner like he scored against that. He scored back in that uh, 3-0 win back in 2015, similar sort of range, similar goal. He passed it in the bottom corner. So I, I think he's been scapegoated. Um, should he have done better when he's played the last few years? Absolutely. He's not been good enough. Um, but since Emery's come in, he's never had a run of games. Looked at it last season. Whenever he played, he played normally to a good standard, like the Leicester game, the Liverpool game at home. Um captain against Burnley and then don't remember seeing him after that Burnley game. Uh, the Europa games at home against Napoli, uh, Valencia, he played well as well. And then the fact that Emery just dismissing him in the pre-match saying that I oh, just didn't just left him out. It's like he's creating a divide between the fans, which is of course not going to help him because the likely winner of that is going to be Ozil, who's on 350 grand a week. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a difficult one. It is, isn't it? It's a really, really, really difficult, strange situation. You know, people always talk about Messi Ozil's wages, which drives me mad because, you know, we're fans. We're not accountants. I don't give a shit what he gets paid. <laughs> I care about... Just want him to play well. Yeah, I, exactly. We only care about what Arsenal do on the pitch. And I just feel like yeah. we're a better side with him all right, not necessarily in the, you know, you might go away to Man United or away to Liverpool and feel that maybe Mesut Ozil isn't the right option for that particular game. But to dismiss him from the squad altogether just drives me absolutely mad. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Just finally, mate, I want to ask you your thoughts on, you know, lots of people are unhappy with Granit Xhaka being given the captaincy, but that that sort of debate escalated the other night when the replays appeared to show Granit Xhaka sort of ducking down. For me, I think the ball comes so fast and yeah. it takes a deflection that it's yeah. virtually impossible for him to adjust. Yeah. What is your take on it? Because I've been having <laughs> wars on Twitter, back and forth. I've seen, I've seen, mate. <laughs> I mean, what are your uh, thoughts? I'm not going to lie. At the start, when you first see it, you think, wow, he's ducked. Um, but... When you see the replay, first of all, didn't realise Socrates was the nearest man, actually, not Xhaka. Um, second of all, I mean, we can all we can all be brave and say, oh, you ducked, you ducked, you ducked. But at the end of the day, 
I don't think any of us realistically are going to stand there and be a hundred percent sure that we're going to take that in the face and not flinch and move. Um, I don't think any person can be a hundred percent sure they're going to stand there and not move or at least flinch. And then all of a sudden the ball's past you. So I don't think it's worth getting, you know, building an agenda against Xhaka, who actually had quite a good game on Monday, thought he controlled any any Arsenal possession we had was stemming from Xhaka, who led quite well with Ganduzi and Torreira. I think that's quite a good trio, just maybe not playing at the same time in okay. a big game. Interesting. Um, I, uh, um, and then as for Xhaka as captain, if, do we have any captains at Arsenal? I don't really think so. Um, I think I would have personally given it to Aubameyang just because he seems like he's influencing a lot of players in the dressing room. He seems the most popular player. He's our go-to guy. He steps up when we need him most. So I would have personally gone for him. Um, and Jack is a difficult one because after that North London derby, that tackle, I'd have happily just not seen him in the team after that. <laughs> Honestly, um, I think personally, Torreira can do that job in the anchor and Joe Willett can come in and start with Genduzzi. Um for going forward. And Xhaka can play in games where we'll have more possession at home. Away from home, I think he might be a bit too slow. Against okay. Man United isn't the highest. If you put Xhaka in there against City, Liverpool, as we saw earlier in the season, uh, even Tottenham away, I think their press against Bayern last night was really impressive. Um, I think he might suffer. Um, although worth mentioning, Tottenham didn't do well after the start of that game. But <laughs> they had a uh, there we they go. Had a fucking shocker, didn't they? Good. <laughs> Good. But yeah, there we go. I don't think. I think Jack gets a. He gets. There's an agenda every time Jack, you know, moves his fingers, or does anything of the sort. But I think it's harsh to blame him for anything like that last night, uh, the other night. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you very much, mate, for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, we'll hopefully no speak problem, to you again pal. soon. Take care. All the best. All the best, mate. Cheers, mate. That was the brilliant Sam. Another fantastic call. Um, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us this evening, all you need to do is tweet us, send us a DM at Chronicles underscore AFC with your name and number. We will then uh, reach out to you. We're going to try and get through as many calls as we possibly can within the hour. Um, also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, subscribe, like, all the usual business. Uh, let's have a look at some of your comments in the uh, live chat before we go on to the next call. We've got some questions coming through too. The first one comes from Alavi underscore SSN, a colleague of mine on another podcast. He says, following Kalasinac's save against United and Mustafi's against Villa, who should be Arsenal's keeper? As you can guess, this guy's not an Arsenal supporter and he's clearly on a wind-up. Uh, well, just to let you know, mate, that, you know, considering you're so anti-VAR, we would have been robbed had it not been for VAR the other night. That was a shocking decision. And if anybody ever comes to me and says that the referees are good enough to continue without technology, I will always point them in the direction of that decision because it's blatant cheating. The linesman has got Maguire in his face. How can he not know he's there? Blatant cheating. It's an absolute fucking joke. I'm sick of it. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit further. Um, da, da, da. Kyle Caruso with an interesting comment. He says, Emery is managing the season, looking at the big picture, trying to pick up enough points to make the top four. He would take a draw in many away fixtures. I think you're onto something there, Kyle. I think that that is Unai Emery's way of thinking. He's a little bit more pragmatic. He probably looks at games 
you know, over the course of the season, how can I get sort of the maximum out of that? And I'm, I'm cool with that. But my issue is that he did that last season and it ended up blowing up in his face because when we got to the crunch time, when we got to those crucial games, he couldn't motivate the side. He couldn't get it right. And we ended up missing out really narrowly and it was really, really disappointing. So if I had greater faith in Unai Emery, I'd probably be all right with that approach. But I feel like he tried that last season. He tried to prioritize certain things. He he tried to put the Europa League first uh, for a long while as well. And I thought that, you know, given the way he treated the league and the disrespect he showed it, we got what we deserved. It blew up in our faces. Um, but interesting take there. Uh, let's move further down. What else have we got in the comments? Um, Tommy says, Inter are looking good against Barca at the moment. Speaking of Inter, if you're interested in Italian football, check out the Simply Serie A podcast hosted by me. I've got a great panel, Vittorio Campanile and uh, Tommy Milanese, two fantastic Italian football journalists uh, who join me every week to dissect the latest action. Uh, we touched on Inter a little bit on last night's episode, and I'm sure we'll be talking about them again uh, next weekend, seen as they're playing Juventus. And that is a huge Huge game in Italy. Right, let's move on uh, to our next caller. Uh, where is he? Here he is. Let's dial him up. at the moment so we're going to move on uh, like I said guys if you don't answer we will have to keep moving on because we've got numbers coming through uh, we want to get through as many people as we possibly can we want to give you a fair amount of time to speak as well um, you know we're not going a la talk sport style where we cut you off as soon as we don't like something you say good evening mate good evening how are you not too bad Melvin how are you mate welcome back to the show nice to be here Thanks, Harry. What do you want to say, Melvin? There's lots and lots to talk about. Since our last <laughs> phone-in, we had that crazy game against Aston Villa. We had a trip to Old Trafford. Granite Shack has been named the captain. Um, Mesut Ozil has clearly been frozen out again. What do you want to say? Very quickly, I think that Emery has shown us from what he picked the other night that he doesn't trust our defence. They have three defensive midfielders like that. He obviously didn't want to get beat, that's obvious. But he just doesn't trust the back four to hold out with just two midfielders. That's why he went like that. It's a shame, really, because you've got people like Willock, who's got energy, he's got pace, which the other three haven't got. That's a bit of a shame. I think that, really, we must be... It's gone back for a few years now. The only team that keeps playing players in their wrong position. We seem to do it time and time again. And it doesn't, sometimes it's false, but other times it's not false, and that's very frustrating. I think they were there for the taking United, but, but let's face it, if it wouldn't be so far, we would have lost and we'd have been pulling our hair out and they had got something over us. I, it's just, they've got a, like a, a, a wall against us somehow. There's a mental thing there, obviously, that we just can't go out there and beat them. There are far, far, far worse teams than us that go there and beat them some days and we just don't do that. Absolutely, I agree with you. I was never confident going into that game. Um, purely because it was Man United at Old Trafford. Um, Melvin, since our last phone-in and since the last time we spoke, Granit Xhaka has been 
given the armband by Unai Emery. He's clearly backing his man, despite Xhaka being booed off uh, in the last home game, which, you know, you know, I, you know, he sometimes he's poor, but you're never going to catch me in a stadium booing off my own player because I, I think it's just wrong. Um, but, you know, what, what is your take on Granite Xhaka as the captain? Are you happy? Are you disappointed? And why? I don't think... I'm slightly disappointed, to be honest with you, because really a captain should lead by example. I don't think he does. But apart from that, apart from that, I think that really, I don't care who the captain is, because the last couple of years, whoever wears the armband, you wouldn't know it unless you saw who tossed up the coin. So I really want the captain to, to do something when he's on the pitch. I don't care who it is. Yeah, I, I think you're right, mate. I think there's there's no standout candidates at Arsenal. Um, so no. whoever got the armband was always going to divide opinion. Granit Xhaka certainly does that. What did you make of that incident the other night? Lots of Arsenal fans have been on his case, claiming that he ducked out of the way of McTominay's shot. I've been fighting wars on Twitter about this because I think that when a ball is struck at that pace and it takes a deflection off the man a couple of yards in front of you, it is impossible impossible to adjust your body in time. And I think that it's just Arsenal fans using another stick to beat Granite Xhaka with. What's your take on that? Harry, we've spoken a lot of times. I don't agree with you. Sorry. I do not agree. My view on it, and if deflection or no deflection, and I must admit, I'm probably wrong, but this is my view. His natural position was to look down on the floor. He didn't just duck his shoulders. When his head went down, like to make himself smaller. Now, no way should you look to head a ball to make yourself smaller. So you might be right. No one, it's not 100% because we've been not divided. And some of it is biased, so I agree on my side. I'm not his greatest fan. But perhaps I'm not seeing it, as I should see. I've got another pair of glasses on. But I don't think naturally he was there to head the ball, whether it gets deflected or not. He had enough time to move his head, in my opinion, move it in the wrong direction. See, I'll tell you why I think he he did um, he did try and you know try to make contact with the ball. I'm going to try and bring it up on the screen actually while I'm talking through it. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, here we go. Hold on. Uh, let me see if I can share my screen for you guys that are watching us live at the moment. Um, for those of you listening on the audio, I will just explain myself. Um, but here I've brought it up on Twitter, um, so you can see here that the ball is hit by McTominay and Xhaka leans forward and then he raises his head straight away. See that? He he ducks yeah, down yeah, yeah. and he raises his head straight away. So the fact that he raises his head straight away suggests to me that he's gone to head the ball from the original trajectory of the shot, but he's tried to react to get his head back up again, but the ball's bypassed him by that point. I completely get where you're coming from, because, you know, you're not the only one with that view. And it's a fair view. I just think that it's a little bit harsh. And I, because of that movement at the end, I feel like he has gone down to head the ball, maybe in a cowardly way and the wrong way, because, you know, you shouldn't duck when you're heading the ball. But he's exactly. on, it feels like he's he's gone down and then he's tried to raise his head up again. I don't know. You know, it, it, Listen, we'll no never know. No one knows except for him. It, absolutely. That's the truth. Going back to Ozil, Harry. Yep. I think that the style of football we play doesn't suit it. Once we get those two fullbacks that can actually attack and we break fast, like we haven't done all season, really, I think Ozil in the team would be fantastic. But when you're just tip-tapping the ball outside the defender's box and they've got six or seven defenders in front of him, it's tough for any footballer. 
let alone Mesut Ozil. So I think that if he, if we play that, you know, take a bit of pressure and then break quickly, like we can do with the fullbacks that we're going to have Tierney and, and Bellerin, I think then you'll see a better Ozil. Is it worrying though that we're so reliant on our fullbacks to provide us with quality in the final third? Because you look at other teams and, you know, yeah, you look at Liverpool, you look at Robertson and Alexander-Arnold, they both got great energy. They get up and down the pitch. They're both capable of putting in a fantastic delivery, but they've still, you know, they're still main focus of attack is, is centered around Mane, Firmino, Salah. And it feels like at Arsenal, we're still too focused on those fullbacks. And if you're asking my opinion, I don't think that bringing those fullbacks in is going to make enough of a difference. I think it will make a difference, but I don't think it's going to tighten us up a lot more defensively. And I don't think we're going to be any more potent in that final third. I think that, as always, when a player is out for a long time, you automatically think that they're better than they are. And with Holding, Bellerin and Tierney, and Rob Holding actually told me this after the Nottingham Forest game. I was lucky enough to be in the press area that night. And Rob Holding told me that he feels under immense pressure to come back in this team and make a difference straight away. And that, for me, is is unfair on a young lad who's been out for so long. I, I agree with you, Harry. That is true. But I think that Tierney coming into the team will actually we'll, we'll score a lot more goals with him in the team. He will make the difference. He can cross the ball. And I think you're right that for going forward, Bellerin is fantastic, but he's not the greatest defensive fullback. So people forget that he has made mistakes defensively, but he's much better than what we've got at the moment. So it'll be a plus to have him in the team. Yeah. And holding for his height and well at three kicks and corners, holding will be another plus. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's lots of stuff to come, lots of interesting things uh, we're going to be looking at in the next few weeks. New players coming back, um, you know, as changing personnel. Still not sure that Emery's the right man. That's just my view. But, you know, time will tell over the course of the season. Um, Melvin, thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate you coming on and we'll speak again soon. All the best, Helen. Cheers. Bye. That was the brilliant Melvin. Uh, another fantastic call. Right, guys, uh, we're going to cut it a little bit short tonight. Apologies, uh, but it is a Champions League night. Um, I've got some work to do as well. Um, I've been crazy busy over the last couple of weeks, and that's why we haven't done as many of these phone-ins as we would like. But fingers crossed, there are some really, really exciting projects in the pipeline, some uh, enhancements to the podcast and various other bits and pieces too, which I'll let you guys know all about as soon as I can. Um so uh, take care of yourselves. Thank you for coming on, uh, for tuning in. Don't forget you can listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Acast, if you prefer that. If you prefer to have the podcast edition on whilst you're doing something else, that's fine as well. I'm going to go and uh, jump on the Champions League games now, uh, see what's going on around Europe, and we'll be back very, very soon with another episode of the Chronicles of Aguna. Don't forget the show is sponsored by by loserport.com and we'll be back very, very soon. All the best. Cheers.